Listen to the mustn'ts, child. Listen to the don'ts. Listen to the shouldn'ts and the impossibles, the won'ts. Listen to the never-haves, then listen close to me. Anything can happen, child. Anything can be. Shell Silverstein. Bending, not breaking. Season 5, episode 12. Harmonic Convergence. Welcome back to another episode of Bending Not Breaking. I'm Sunshine. And I'm Ben. And we are jumping straight in because we don't have time to waste. Why? I don't know. Because we're almost done with this season. We are almost done. Three episodes left. Is that right? Yeah. Including this one? 12, 13, 14. Okay, you're including this one. Got it. Well, we haven't done this episode. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I got it. We will. I was just afterwards. because we're doing We're wasting it. time. Yeah. All right. Okay. Great. Ben? So, hi. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is uh, where we talk about cool things like Avatar. We do. Specifically Korra. We're talking about Korra. Very exciting. Very exciting. The legend of Korra. Yeah. Yeah. What are we... What? The episode today is Harmonic Convergence. Oh, it's a good episode. Ben, did you take notes? Of course. Okay. Of course are you I prepared for this? Uh, yeah. It seems like you're just what trying to banter away instead of talking about the meat of the episode. We're talking about hope today. We are talking about hope. Hope. What's hope? What? What? What is hope? That's a great question. I think many people might answer this differently. That's In fact, true. I know people answer this differently because a lot of people think that hope is a feeling. Sure. And a lot of people think that hope is not a feeling, but rather a like process through which we kind of uh, view our our future a state of mind if you will yeah, or like the actual activity of like hoping yeah i think that one could argue for all of those things right right and i think it's interesting because there's a lot of conversation around time and how time is associated with hope meaning the herb uh, or temporal <laughs> no not the herb temporality so like past present future and sure. how does hope manifest in relationship to those three states uh, and hope is pretty future oriented. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of rooted in your interpretation of your past, your mindful presence in your current state, and then your anticipation of the future. And I think what the story you're telling yourself about that future ultimately determines hope. It's interesting because we've talked a lot, maybe not a lot, but we've talked before around how trauma and and pain. Um, that's that's emotionally based can have physical changes on your body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do we see hope as a way to potentially have the opposite effect? Um, do we see that the ability uh, to hope and have hope and and recognize that there's a potential for hope does that have the ability to help with resilience? Does that have the ability to help with our body? Um, and studies would say. Yes, right? Like hope yes. takes away stress. It takes away stress from your heart and, and the way that you carry stress. Um, hope gives your, the, the ability to, to sleep and to rest and to regain strength. And so yeah. there are physical natures that are 
changed because of hope. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. There's a reason that a lot of people a lot of people get hope from their spirituality, mm-hmm. right? And that what they believe will happen after our physical existence, right? So what happens after we die? Your beliefs in re- regards to that will play a role in how you feel about your current state. What happens when I die is that we're going to cremate me. Then all of my friends and family are going to get packets of my dust. (laughs) Okay. And we're going to have like an amazing race game across the, across the world. Throw you at, (laughs) I I haven't decided if it's like, y'all are going to try to peg each other with packets of me or if it's like, You have to like drop off and scatter them at different locations, and you get like points for that. Um, yes, soups. I'll, I'll be dead. So yeah. legality on my end. Yeah, uh, that's what true friends do. Yeah, you're gonna have to sneak into Disney, and not because I love Disney, but just like drop it in. It's a small world. No, some. I think I'll pick something a little bit more fun. You've got to try to like land it in the mouth of the Yeti on Expedition Everest. And yeah. if you miss, you have to go, like, get off the coaster and go get it. And oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. That's what I hope for, you know. Interesting that that's your hope. Uh, you know. Well, I Do think not put me in a coffin. I don't like small spaces. Well, I think that's important, though, to, that your story is kind of underlining for us, is that hope is very unique to the individual. <laughs> that is a wonderful takeaway point from right? that. Yeah. It was unique to the individual. What you might hope for and what others might hope for are not necessarily the same. That's very true. Um, and I think that our you ability... see that in the show. We do. And our ability to kind of grapple with that is kind of important. Mm-hmm. And how do we how do we navigate different hopes that are manifesting? Well, what we'll get to talk about today, too, is how do we provide hope to others? What happens to people when they don't see the ability to hope? Um, yeah. Or have hope because that's something that, you know, if we think of students who have experienced trauma before in their lives, if they don't have a way to view, have hope or gain hope, that is a constant stressor that is affecting your everyday world. It makes it tough to learn if you don't have the coping skills to be able to navigate that. And so we'll talk about the importance of providing hope. Well, but, but also we will inevitably also have to speak about what happens when we provide hope in such a way that is not helpful. Yes. Right. Because when you say, Oh, silver lining that sucker. Yeah. Don't worry because of this. And they're like, no, I I don't, I don't believe that. So that doesn't help me at Mm -hmm. all. Then it can be damaging. Yeah. Or, you know, a lot of times our hopes, the things that we are so dependent upon, for instance, if you believe again, going back to this afterlife question, if you believe you're going to heaven and you're like, Heaven doesn't exist. Then hearing that you're going to go to heaven and that they're in a better place now when someone dies. Not super helpful. Super unhelpful. Yeah. Right? In fact, it could be detrimental. Um, it can be harmful to say something like that in a space where somebody's not willing to hear it. So you have to be really uh, aware of your embedded understanding of the world. Absolutely. Because if you kind of force it on other people, it can be harmful instead of hurt, helpful. Super importante. All right. Oh yeah. Feel like we got a good base of hope. I feel like, yeah, yeah. We haven't talked about Brene yet, but we will. Just ruined you, it. We can't not when we're talking about hope. We okay? made it through an entire episode without talking Brene We've recently. We've done it that multiple times. No, 
Yeah. This is the first time. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's you, not we've the already, first time. We've already, it's certainly not this episode. Brene, you want to sponsor us? You want to come hang out with us? We'd love to have you. Yeah, she talks about hope being a function of struggle, right? Yeah. And I think that's really important to, to note, right? That one is, if you never experience struggle... Do you ever really experience hope? Do you hope? ever really experience hope? What do you have to hope for mm-hmm. if you have not been in some sort of suffering state? Um, and so hum- hope like naturally kind of evolves and happens when we struggle also, if you are able to kind of navigate that with, with your resilience plan. Yeah. So I just think that's worth mentioning as well. Chatting about it. So Feeling what, good. So we got to... You have to... You've got to recap, my friend. I'm pretty sure it's your turn. No. No, it's not. All you. I'm really hoping that you... On your mark. Get set. For me? Go. Okay, so Janora's in a bathtub. Boomy's playing the flute. You know, Mako and Balloon are chit-chatting, and Tenzin's an angry elf, and, you know, Asami listens to Boomy, and they fly in and fight, and then Boomy falls, and Ugi crashes, and Asami's like a pilot queen, and the halfway the there. are bending and snapping, and then, you know, they're captured by with Tome Rock, and then Unalak gives his evil speech, and then Boomy punches the spirit, and spirit punches back, and then music saves the day, and then, you know, Boomy gets in trouble, and Three, it's just enough to save the two, day, and then Nagas held, then Kyle, and then Janora, and then and all the things are did you make a legally blonde joke in your recap? I did. Was I'm that, glad you per- caught was that. that purposeful? Yeah, bending oh. and snapping. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good bend and snap? I totally. Uh, it works one hundred percent of the time. I was, I was good for the first twenty seconds, and I realized I. I You're like, I'm out of time. I'm out of time. <laughs> I'm right. I've got to. Yeah. I've got to scatter. Yeah, there's a few things that I didn't cover, but we'll we'll talk about it as we get into the the meat. Mm-hmm. At least I'm hopeful that we'll talk about it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about <laughs> Let's talk about the episode. So, Hope, where hope. did you see it, or where didn't you see it? Yeah, because I, th- I th- and that's a wonderful way to ask that question, because I think the absence of Hope shows up several times yeah. throughout this episode. Yeah, it does. And we can go straight to the end. Let's do it. Um, Cora's face. Yeah, right? <laughs> For that, like, five-second pan of Cora's face. Oh, just, like, oh, there's, oh, there's Vatuth. And just, like, that's what hopelessness looks like. It's that, like, uh, <laughs> Tree dwelling jerk. Yeah, I uh, I wrote that down. I was like, man, that that last view of Cora's face is an absence of hope. Yeah, yeah. But like, thank goodness she's had people in her life to like inspire hope in the past. Because again, I think you, we will see that sometimes the absence of hope can be paralyzing. I think you've probably felt that before. I've oh, yeah. like you know, I think that's a, a feeling that people have lived through is you get stuck in a place of it's not because there's no hope what do i do like there's what's the point of me doing anything in this result yeah but that's not how she responds in future episodes right so like and that is a that is the function of hope is the ability to like get up and 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 make decisions and move and we see that later but in that moment you have to take a second to kind of sit there and go, okay, uh, how am I feeling about this? Uh. And I think what you're pointing to right there is that hope is not this, like, forever thing. No. Like, it's not once no, you have no. it, you have it forever. Like, there, like that's what it means when I, when I was talking about time earlier. It's very, like, dependent upon time, right, and your past and how it informs your present and what you're looking to in the future. Because yeah. in that moment, Cora was like, all of my plans were to prevent this moment from happening. And it happened. Now what do I do? 
and for that moment, she's hopeless because she hasn't had a chance to be present with the what's going on. When that ebbs and flows throughout the course of the episode, right? Yes. And so that that speaks more to it that it's not this constant state. Uh, we've got to attack. We've got a boat and seven people. Okay, that feels pretty hopeless. Yep. Up oh, here's some things we can do. Great, a little bit of hope. All right, yep. here's the plan. Plan doesn't go great. Uh, I woke up in a tent, handcuffed and next to my dad. Feeling pretty hopeless at this moment. We've definitely failed. Oh, we forgot. Boomy's not in the tent. So a little bit of hope comes yeah. from that. And then, you know, so it's just, it's an ebb and flow. And mm -hmm. I think that that is anytime we're talking about human progress, emotional progress, whether it's being aware of the things that you're doing and, and having awareness of where you are in life, whether it is dealing with trauma, shame, guilt, grief, the, it, the trajectory of that processing event does not have to be linear and no, oftentimes no, 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 isn't no. but i think i've definitely been in spaces before where you're like i'm making progress and then you don't and then you feel guilty for kind of retracting back on the progress and that you've made and like even. regressing and, and, and so i think that it's important as we talk about just anything in life when it's personal growth oriented or relationships or that it linear is kind of a joke right it's like it's kind of a um it's not actually what we need to be living into or expecting to live into and hope feels like it's a lot about expectation sometimes yeah and anticipation so, of a future and, event and so for for that don't let non-linear paths take away that hope well, I also think that the idea of linear is important here because I think also what that kind of implies is that there's only one direction. Right. Right? And I think the part of the resilience for hope is realizing that it doesn't have to go – like you lose hope when you're bound to certainty. Mm -hmm. And that linear concept locks you into one one hope. This is the only thing I could do. And we've talked about it before. Using the word only, <laughs> like when you use language like always, never, or absolutely, or you know what I mean? Only. What, what you're doing is you're boxing off and you're closing options for hope. And we right? see that. We see that specifically in Desna and Eska's reactions to, to Unalak throughout this episode. We see their facial expressions uh, where they start to they question lots, things lots that they say. Eye. Lots of back and forth, but because of that linear expectation, we see Desna. No, my dad knows what he's doing. Trust this, him this is implicitly. this. I, this is it. He almost let him die an episode yeah. ago, two yeah. episodes ago. And yet, and it's just so. That's I think that's a that's an example of locking ourselves into the expectation of what should be. Yeah, and that is not allowing for. For any variation um and it's also it's closing desna and eska off to all of the emotional experiences that they could be feeling in those moments um well i i would say that it's the things that they're feeling and then shoving away with this story right right it's like no what i'm feeling isn't valid because my dad knows everything and he's the wisest guy in the world right my pain my suffering my this is not as important and therefore with that's that is the that is the narrative that happens when we get locked into these things is that all of a sudden we stop listening to our bodies right and we stop listening to the signals that it's giving us saying hey something's up and that's an example of where like hope might be 
harmful, right? Like, not that hope is harmful, but, like, he is so positioned in on this one thing that must be happening that he is ignoring all these other body signs that are taking place, all these other emotions. Yeah, hope without discernment, right, right can be problematic. Yep. When you are hoping for something and you haven't really thought about what that implies and what that means. Or how that affects others. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Everything with awareness. Y'all. Everything. <laughs> Let's just, like... <laughs> awareness. Self-awareness. Yeah, we're going to change our, the name of this podcast. To... So, well, aware. Yeah. <laughs> be, be aware. Cultivating awareness. Um, Bending our awareness. So, yeah. What about for you? What's a moment for of, of hope or, or absence of hope that, that you want to talk about and lift up? Yeah, you kind of... You almost pointed to it. Uh, specifically diving more into this hopelessness that we experience from Tenzin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is with regarding Janora. So they've just got captured. They're tied up in the tent. Oh. And Tenzin just says it out loud. He's like, I've done everything that I can. I'm a failure. Janora's lost forever. Janora's lost forever. And it's just like, it's like, I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> like, it's, and, like, no jokes aside, like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And that in and of itself is a moment where, like, comparing similar to like Cora's face at the end of the episode it's just like i i don't know what to do i'm out of options and i love kaya for this reason because she remembers boomy and tenzin doesn't and i think there's a lot of reasons for that Tenzin has been in his kind of own world this whole episode, mm-hmm. right? He was super angry at the beginning of it, made some very not helpful comments. I think that, right, right that's, and that stems from the hopelessness. It stems from his hopelessness. The it stems fear. From his fear. Anxiety around never getting Janora back, and so we see him snap on Boomy. Yeah. Because well, of that. And, and I think that's what's playing into this, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is why I think, again, going back to this time reference, like our past and our understanding and our grappling with it affects how we anticipate what's coming. Right. And so this is an example of that. He is angry with Boomy this whole episode. He's frustrated and annoyed that Boomy keeps telling these stories that seemingly don't have a point. And I love that Kaya remembers Boomy in this moment. And I think part of that is really important for us because when we are in our moments, when we are in our Tenzin moment, or our end of the uh, episode Cora moment, and we are like lost without a way forward. The thing that helps is close, vulnerable conversation with people we trust who are willing to say, hey, this is something that I'm hopeful about. Mm-hmm. Boomy is honestly the catalyst for this entire episode. Oh, he's the king. Um, he's this the king is a episode. Boomy episode. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I really appreciate about Boomy is this hopefulness, this optimism um, that allows him to n- not be willing to try to try new things uh, for the fear, fear of failure or not working. Right? Um, mm. He's he's like, I'm gonna sneak into this camp. I'm gonna play the flute. It's all gonna go all, all right. Uh, it, none of it goes as planned. 
Um, but he he but doesn't. The goal is still achieved. The goal still achieved, and, right? And he and it doesn't stop him from moving, right? It doesn't stop him from continuing to try. Well, again, and per- I think that that is hope, right? That's he's embodying the idea that perfect isn't the enemy of good, right? Um, one of the, you know, in in the work that I do, we see counselors not try new things for the fear of failing, mm. um, and. Boomy does the like that's not an option. He's gonna try it out, and if it doesn't work, great. He's gonna learn from it and move on. Um, and I really appreciate that about him in this episode. And I think that that is again, after if you're cultivating optimism, hope regularly in your life, yeah, that's a byproduct of that is that willingness to to try new things and fail, and, well, and it, it builds resilience because mm-hmm. you have learned through your struggle and through your failure that it's not the end because it's not the end and you can bounce back and by practicing that and incorporating that into your 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 person yep you are therefore putting it into your chemicals to let you know that oh this failure is not the end of the world and And he fails a lot this episode he does and it doesn't matter i my favorite like laugh moment is just him squaring off with this the spirit, <laughs> this dark spirit, throws the dagger that turns around in the spirit's body I, and I, fires I, back I, out. Because he, and he screams, and I super hard chuckle at that moment because it's just, ah! <laughs> and it's just really funny because like he's like, all right, I'm a, I'm not scared of you. I'm gonna punch you, and then he gets punched back, and he's like, all right, I'm gonna change tactics. All right, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna fail miserably. Up, oh, I'm gonna change tactics, and he just keeps trying, and that is hope that is exactly what it looks like to say that hope is a function of struggle yep that's what it looks like mm-hmm. it's beautiful oh it's uh, we 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 give boomy credit pretty frequently and we're going to get a whole season of boomy thank goodness here in a in a in a in just a few episodes i love this these moments for yeah, him um because if if there's anything that we can learn it's that like we can fail and continue trying mm. and he's going to he's going to do that it doesn't mean he's not learning. It doesn't mean he's not taking the advice of other people. Though, you know, it's hit or miss, I think, sometimes maybe with him. But for us, that, that failure does not mean that you don't get to continue to to keep moving. And and I really appreciate Boomy through this episode for that reason. Yeah. Um, Because even when he's sharing his past stories and stuff like that, he does – he doesn't even get angry at Tenzin. You know what I mean? Like, I that's just – I think he gets annoyed. I think he – I think he gets hurt. I think he gets hurt. Um. And so Asami coming in and being like, I think that we don't have, you know, yeah. trebuchets or catapults, but we, but we can still, but we can, this, that gives me a good idea. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. Well, and I think, I think that again, what Boomy is showing us with these stories is two, twofold. One, if I'm with Tenzin, part of me is like super getting Tenzin, like, Boomy, that's not helpful right now. Yeah. I, need to, I need to focus on getting this done. Here, I, I got to go get Janora. Right? right Janora is my only priority, and you keep talking about this random random stuff that's going on. And it, I really understand Tenzin's perspective there. Mm-hmm. I have been there where I'm like, why, why are you doing this? Why are you telling this story? It's not helpful. It's not necessary. But then what I love about it is from Boomy's perspective is he's like, hey, I've done this before. I'm giving myself hope by sharing this story and maybe it'll give you hope too. Mm-hmm. Like that's the generous assumption that I'm, that I'm, that I'm offering for that is that he's like, man, I'm going to tell a story. I've done something like this before. 
it feels like we can do it again. And I imagine when he shared that with like his subordinates in the army or whatever he, he was served his service that they probably responded well to that sometimes. Tenzin doesn't. And yeah. I think that knowing our audience is important, but also him sharing these stories is vital to this <laughs> episode. Right. Right. And I think that sharing stories and being present in the moment and reflecting on our past is all integral to how we continue to look and hope for the future. That's what this podcast is. Yes. Right. Like, uh, we do strength finders or it's a, a you participated Gallops. in a Gallup study survey around things that you're good at. One of, one of the things that, falls under my strengths is input right which is the collection of things and mine too and thus and this is an example of that right where i love watching movies i love reading stories i love um you know podcast audiobooks all the fun stuff and it's because i really get joy out of sharing the things that i've found or cultivated um or curated in in my time been like i think that this is a movie that will speak to you or i think that this is something that you might enjoy or um but it's because of the lessons that we can pull from it and learn from it and a lot of times that's a we do that through art uh and so is that a form of cultivating hope is that a form for us of like is this show us cultivating hope in ourselves yeah hopefully others um as well ideally (laughs) (laughs) we're doing it right um but there's there's an importance to that. Yeah. Um, and we see yeah. that, we see that happen in this episode through Boomy's actions, through Kaya's actions, through, yep. um, yep. Naga's actions through, <laughs> yep. um, so it's great. This is a, it's a wonderful episode. A lot of ups and downs, a lot of ebbs and flows, but ebbs and flows, ebbs, ebbs and the flows. flows. Yep. Yeah. So I want to go back to this moment with Asami, and, you know, being like, oh, that's an idea that we can use. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I noticed this time watching was Korra's response to Asami in that moment. Korra just, like, immediately tunes out everyone else and, like, looks Asami in the eye and says, tell me, what's what's your deal? <laughs> what's, like, what's your idea? Yeah. And Asami shares it. And Korra, like, is like, we're going to do it. <laughs> there, There's such I love that relationship there already that I think is really important. And I, I think that we can't underestimate the power of hope that stems from relationship. Yeah. Right. And from close intimate relationship. Well, cause you, you mentioned a little bit Tenzin's past with Boomy might've affected the way that he yeah. hoped the opposite is true, right? Like if you have strong relationships with others and you're cultivating yes. those positive relationships, it's going to cultivate hope along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, especially if like, if I fail at this, I have a support system to lean back on yeah. or, um, and so, but also exactly the, that just to flip that a little bit, the dark side of that coin is Desna and Eska. They have that history and of long history of Unalak and having hope in Unalak that mm-hmm. has served them well for their whole lives or well enough to get to this point. And, you know, that's also the dark side is how relationship can can create it in a way that locks us in to not seeing other opportunities. So I think it's important to, again, we must 
be in relationship, we must reflect on that relationship and cultivate awareness so that we can have greater discernment around what is helpful and what is not. Mm-hmm. And then when do we need to shut off hope? When do we need to, when do we need to stop hope? Tell me more. Unalak is hoping for a lot of things right now. What is he hoping for? I wrote. I literally wrote down. What is Unalak hoping for? The dis- uh, the, the destruction of the world. Well, so, so it sounds like. Uh, and so why? Like right. This is. It I sounds think, like he's wanting a complete blend of spirits and uh huh and humans coexisting together. And it seems like which is like you sit there and you go like, cool. Yeah, and, that, and I, that feels good. That's what I like about Korra so much is that we see this this concept. Unalak is taking it way further than, but Korra is going to live in it and sit in the fact that no, Unalak had a lot of things right, right. So tough. Amon to had a lot of things right. Zahir is going to have a lot of things right. Kuvira is going to have a lot of things right, and then she's going to end up like really going to where it feels right for her as she makes these decisions. Like I'm going to leave the spirit portal open. This is a decision. Like spoiler alert. But yeah. like it's one of those things where I think that. Those decisions are so important. Yeah, but how do you? So how do you challenge that? How do you challenge that hope? Right, like your hope's wrong. Yeah, well, it is, and there's a <laughs> there's a an element to kind of be say, hey, you're willing to do this, so we're not really going to try to to bring you back to the middle. Um, <laughs> that's not really a, you know, a space not... we're in right now. Um, Let's everybody be a moderate. Yeah, <laughs> no, like. It's bad. It's yeah. pretty bad. No, this is bad. Um, but how do we challenge that? How do we have that conversation? How do we have that those moments of, hey, have you thought well, about what you're hoping for and why that may not be a positive thing for others that are involved? Well, you know what I'm thinking of in that moment is you can't logic your way out of something that someone didn't logic their way into. Correct. And we like we see this conversation in the tent this episode where tone rock is going off and say what about your family what about this what about that and cora is saying what you're thinking and why are you doing this and why and it that those conversations are happening and he's not listening he's like i have already made up my mind so i think for he me he might be too far gone at this point well i think again certainty is a red flag. Yes. Is a red flag for me. Uh, anytime you are certain that this is how it will be and this is the best thing for the world and I am the only one, it's like that's that's red flag behavior. What I'm also hearing is that just with anything else, having a having people that you're in relationship with that you trust that can kind of check you or that you feel confident and be able to give feedback is a big part of that even for hope, right? Yes. I hope to go to Hawaii. Well, here's a, several reasons why traveling to Hawaii right now might not be something that is beneficial for anyone you and others right yeah. so um and so how do we how do we keep people in that it sounds like a relationship might be a great well, way to do it, that it does it, and it really strikes me as like we can't be a standalone complex and expect to do everything right we have to have community and we have to have at least a few voices in our corner that we trust that are willing to speak truth to our mistakes. To your hopes. Feedback is necessary. Yeah. Otherwise, we will turn into Unalak. Yeah. It, and it may be not on that grand a scale, but like on a minor scale even. And then here's the other challenge 
do you view Mako as not speaking to Korra about their relationship as a way to not like rip hope away from someone or like put an automatic negative like this is not the time for that that type of conversation right now we got bigger focuses right now i'm glad you lift that up because that's so important because everybody's like not happy with mako basically all the time he should have said it he should have had a conversation with them like right when she came back from the i don't deny that that i get but right now is not a time for like i don't know if i if i was mako i'd be like like this doesn't seem like the best time i'm it's not important right now yeah. compared to... And it's not because she just blew off the head of a scarecrow, but like... Or punching bag dummy, but it's because this is not... We are hours away from an event that is going to... Potentially the change the world forever, right? Right. So, <laughs> our relationship might not be the thing that we need to yeah, chat about so in this I, moment. I really don't blame him here. I, I really don't. Um, I, I... The most generous assumption is that that's what he's thinking about. He's like, I... This is important. That's how I and took it. That's how I, I don't think it's this important I, for right now. I don't think he didn't do it because out of awkwardness. I think he didn't do it because he's we're on a boat right now to, to to go hopefully save the world. I think that's what it felt like to yeah. me. But what it does remind me, and this doesn't remind me, but the conversation does, is you know when do we allow hope to exist because of the positive reactions to hope. Yeah. Even in moments where we know that, well, and that might not be helpful. It's not r- grounded in reality. I've been working a lot with people dying recently in my work, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I have like realized is that people at the end of life in that liminal space, often, and not always, but certainly often, have a, a hope that the family doesn't necessarily agree with or um you know an an example might be like oh well i'm i'm going to heaven and so i'm going to a better place and you know the atheist in the corner son is like no you're not (laughs) and i i'm i sit there and i'm like oh just let them have just it. Just let them have that little <laughs> like, bit of hope yeah. there. And 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 I think that's an like that's an example, but that happens on a much smaller scale in in different locations and in different situations, right? Where is it is it really some bad to just let them have that let them have that moment where mm-hmm. where this is what they're holding on to, right? Cuz it what it feels like is that that is a support structure that's keeping you stable. And when someone tries to knock down that hope, even though they think that it's like, that's an unstable house anyway, because that, that's, that board is about to break. Don't kick it until you have another support structure under there. Yes, I was about to jump in. help in. Yep. Right? Don't kick down the support structure unless you have something to replace it. And I, that kind of goes back to Mako, right? Like, yeah. Like, I'm not going to kick this support down until there are other supports in place. Yeah. It's not time for that conversation. That support is good enough for right now. <laughs> We're going to yeah. let it be for a second. Yeah. Um, and so that's, yeah, very much so. And also don't assume that what you're replacing it with is better. Is better. Yep. Right. Don't be that person <laughs> that like, let me rip that out Wait, from under you and give you something that I think is better. And that gets lifted up in what you mentioned earlier and we'll, you know, silver lining it. Right. Yeah. Like, Oh, you know, I'm sorry, Janora's gone, but at least you have two other kids. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Three now, right? Three now. 
There's there's three total. No, there's there's four. Oh, he has a yes. Rohan, yep. right? Yep, 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 baby. Little baby. baby. Little itty baby baby. But, ex- but exactly, right? Like, that's not a... Oh, I'm sorry about Janora, but at least you have three other great kids. <laughs> Super unhelpful. That's not empathetic at all. That's what you call an empathic miss. Yep. We cover those in the gifts of imperfection. But, but and so, I, you know, that is those moments of, I'm going to replace the structure with what I, is beneficial for me because I don't want to feel icky or uncomfortable. And so... Yeah. Silver lining something. No, don't do that. But that's taught as a way of how to cultivate hope. And I would say that that's typically viewed as like, oh, if I silver lining this thing, I'm cultivating hope. And the reality is it's it's not. Well, and I think that's what, I think that's really something that's you're lifting up that's really important because we assume through culture and through what we like the videos we see that what builds hope is like oh let me give you this hope pill that you can take and it'll make everything better Mm -hmm. and it's not something that it doesn't work that way right what happens is what builds hope is sitting in another person's darkness and not turning on the light not giving them that pill and instead letting them find it for themselves Mm -hmm. right and i'm gonna sit with you in this and so you're not alone i know it hurts i know it sucks i know it's really I, I hate it here, and I'm with you in it. So almost like give a man a fish, teach a man a fish type moment, right? Not exactly. Same logic, but like, yeah, yeah, I guess. You're, you're helping other people learn to consistently cultivate hope for themselves yeah. when you're able to sit with someone. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what it does is it builds resilience, mm-hmm. right? When people are able to sit in discomfort and sit in pain and then – see that they can get out of it and make it to the other side that's resilience building it's hope building it's doing what boomy was doing and failing and then bouncing back right yeah. oof took out a whole tent city yeah he went he whole went, compound he went after it yep. music saves the day every time no it didn't especially <laughs> in cora man music in cora slaps yep so good. Can you imagine the hopelessness you would feel flying up to the portal and then realizing, like, surrounded, surrounded by, by spirits? spirits and Chris, can and you fly? Can you fly into the top of the spirit portal and get there to the same place? All the way up there too. Though. Not all the way. I'm saying you really get some altitude. You fly Oogie into that sucker. Where do you pop out of? You know, that's the question I want answered. Why could you not just go all the way up? You didn't have to enter on One the ground of the level. I think we need to consider is how maybe you high do. can bison fly? Is there a, a cap to how high? And the reason I ask is like once it gets to a certain altitude. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's an atmospheric. Is there an atmospheric change that they can't handle? Or would you drop all the way through the speed? Like when you go in, is it kind of like a, a ditch? Or is there like the gateway, the doorway only at the very bottom? And so if you did fly into the top, you'd have to go, you know, elevator 30 down. foot fall. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I want to know. Well, maybe Avatar Studios will create a little scene in we'll which see. they answer that question. Any other big moments of hope that you want to talk about? No. All right, me either. Great. Yeah. We did it. Well, we got more stuff to do, and so we will be right back after this little break.
are back and we are excited to tap into our new segment this week. Mm-hmm. We are calling it yeah. Locks and Keys. Not locks as in smoked salmon, but locks as in L-O-C-K-S. I do love smoked salmon. Yeah. Um, me too. Put it on a bagel with but some it, capers but and some cream cheese. But it wouldn't work because lock in this case is Some red onions good. that have been like... A little bit of a macerated lit, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little bit of like a pickled red onion. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, but locks this time are things that are locked, right? P- pickling red onions is a great way to like not let your onions go bad. It is, and because they they're pretty versatile. Yeah, salads. It's kind of like the key to success, and not wasting your onion, right? key being positive i need to get better about like using the stuff i cook with the excess stuff and putting it in like a stock really locking yourself out of your future goals here uh by not doing that (sighs) space and time yep locks and keys friends locks and keys so uh for our locks are lows and for our keys are highs so sunshine yeah what was one of your moments, your lock or your key. Yeah, my lock. Tell us about it. My lock moment is uh, I want more accountability for Tenzin's reaction to Boomy on the boat. Interesting. Um, I agree. It wasn't even addressed. Like it wasn't. It was pretty much ignored by the group. And Asami comes in and is like, actually, that gives me a good idea. But no one was like, hey, either one. Like Tenzin, I. How can we support you? I, I love that question, but also at the same time, like, hey, Tenzin, that was. That was uncalled for. Well, and I, and I think it's hard because I, I think everyone Everyone's on a high-stress moment. Well, everybody understands where Tins is coming from. Yeah. I, that's the generous assumption there. Is for that sure. They think that, like, I'm going to be – I'm going to offer some grace here and not lift this up. I don't know if that's grace. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I think because empathy, understanding, is just a part of accountability, right? Like, I, uh, so – Lifting it up that, like, hey, that wasn't okay. I understand how you're feeling. I love you. We've got to process that differently. Yeah. Um, because you could see the hurt, the pain, the surprise all on Boomy's yeah, face in that moment. You do. And they did, they, they did that very well mm-hmm. artistically. Because that, showing he us that. looked hurt. Yeah. Um, and so. No, I agree. That's kind of my low point. I wanted a little more of a, hey, love you, understand where you're coming from. You can't do that. Well, and I think right. that's, well, I don't want to make it even worse because I know how bad it's going. And that we, we th- often think about that when we talk about accountability, too, right? And I think that, oh, but I don't I don't really want to hold them accountable because it'll make them uncomfortable. It'll make me uncomfortable. It's a whole comfortable situation. And do it anyway. So I, um, I'm arguably in, like, one of my strongest relationships of all time currently. Um, <laughs> I say that because we're getting married here and this this year um and something that has been a part of that relationship that has not necessarily been a part of previous ones um is the ability to say i love you i understand where you're coming from i didn't love how you presented that or i didn't love how you lifted that up yeah um and i would argue that that alone is one of the reasons that this is you know, we're strong in, in the way that we communicate in our relationship is because of a willingness by both parties to kind of say, totally understand why you're feeling that way. I need you not to speak to me that way again, please. Or I didn't love how that came out. Yeah. Um, 
And I think if we start cultivating that in ourselves, in our relationships, like that's cultivating hope. Like that is, that is cultivating hope for navigating those situations in the future. Um, and so I want a little bit more of that for Tenzin here. And that's, again, it goes back to this concept of function, uh, feedback 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 is a function of respect. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's my, my meh moment. Your, your lock, lock kind of locked you out of the episode. Yeah. It really did. What about Mine's you? It's kind of similar, actually, but not in not the same moment. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of the not the inverse. But my low moment for for this is no no people like listening to Boomy, and so I'm we're very of, protective of Boomy this I, episode. I, yeah, it's because he does it's, see, it's because he does things really well. I really it, like Boomy this episode. And it's it's not just Tenzin, right? right. There, the collective is not sticking up for Boomy. Mm-hmm. And so it's commenting on similar things, mm-hmm. but from a different perspective, like, f- like Boomy is undervalued and he doesn't receive an apology. And I, in, in any way, and I, and I really wish he did because at the end we see that what he does is he starts to tell a story and Tenzin asks, Hey, wh- how did you do it? And Boomy's like, nah, you wouldn't believe me anyway. Mm-hmm. And, I just my heart broke a little bit because that's what happens. When, like he's past experience this is told what him it looks that, like. Yep, said right? that this is how it's going to respond. He was not hopeful that that was going to be received well. Yeah, so that kind of hurt my heart a little bit. No, that was my it kind of made me feel all locked. If in. We could just hug Boomy this episode. I know. I didn't want to hug Boomy. Um, a moment I like again. Uh, I like um very much Naga. And the way that she shows up for Boomy, and the way that she shows up in the tent, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. slam. I just, I, one of the things I, one of my critiques with Korra as a show, is that the animals that took place uh, in Avatar: The Last Airbender, Momo and Appa, had such massive personalities that really drove throughout this the entirety of this show, and I feel like we are missing a little bit of that, uh, in in the way that Naga and even Pabu get portrayed. Like they have their moments, but they're, they're few and far between. There are certainly less Um, interactions. And so I really, when they do show up, that's always a a pleasant, we we don't really get like, we got a whole episode dedicated to Appa. Mm -hmm. We got a whole like, like mini episode in the next in Tales of Bossing Say with Momo and mm-hmm. their relationship. We like they were a little bit more integral to the full story than well, even Pabu in the, and even the way they they're introduced and the way that they show up in Avatar. You know, Momo not understanding the needs of Sokka when Sokka's sick, right? Like you get these long-winded uh, stories about these characters that we, we really don't get much of Pabu and Naga. And so when they do show up... It's, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you they, you feel like they, they have the key for success for you? That was... I hate you. Um, <laughs> my that was, that was my high. Yeah. Or my, one of my highs. Your, your key. Mm-hmm. Stick, stick to theme here. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Boomy's music. I love this beginning where mm-hmm. you know Kaya and Janora are in this like healing bath relationship here and then we see Boomy who is just playing the flute and Love it. enjoying his time and being present with Chekhov's flute. It's just like I had a moment the other day where I sat down on the piano and and was playing and singing for the first time in a long time mm-hmm. just because I've been so distracted with life that I haven't let myself do that and it was just 
very cathartic. And I love that Boomi kind of reminded me of that and I, I miss it. And it ended up being a really important part to him being successful in this episode. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I think that we, it reminded me. Love a little I, dancing spirit. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. All right. Devotion. Devo time. Element of air. Air. What's your intention? <laughs> you want to go first? You want me to go first? I would like you to go first. Okay. <laughs> um, it, it, hope is interesting to get uh, with air because it that already kind of feels on theme. You know what I mean? Like hope itself it can be very uplifting and bring a lot of life and uh, give a lot of breath to, to experiences. And so um, it already just felt like that fit, which was nice. I think for me, one of the things that I would like to do is this week is put intention around um, kind of a thoughtful moment or a meditative period each morning. And what I want to think about is what does it feel like to me when someone is cultivating hope with me? What does it feel like when I'm on the receiving end of that? Um, What does my body do? What is, um, how do I respond? And then also think about what are the things that when I'm cultivating hope in others that I'm doing, like what does that feel like so that I can continue to, to replicate those moments but then have an intention of what does it feel like if I'm doing the opposite? What if it fe- What is the feeling of me ripping hope away from someone? When do I do that? What emotional state am I in when that happens? And so I want to take time this week to really think on those things mm. so that I can be better about cultivating hope in the future. I love it. Yeah. You you were, that was very thoughtful. Look at you. Yeah. When you were talking, I, I was started thinking about like, what about like dead air? And, and stagnant air and it's not very hopeful but I was like oh there's other types of hope too it's not very helpful and I was like anyway I was rolling with the metaphor <laughs> uh, it was interesting um, for me my intention I kept on going back to this phrase of you have to both inhale and exhale yeah you can't just keep doing one you will run out yes <laughs> you, if you inhale only you, you either run, run out of space, space yep or if you exhale only you will run out of air and so it is a balance between this inhale and exhale and when i think about hope i i think about balance too because if i hope too much to the point where there is no action ah oh, it'll get done then it won't get done because I, mm-hmm. I'm, there's no accountability there. If I'm hopeful to the point where, oh, I need to do something, and then I'm going to do as much as I can to the point where it's then out of my hands, that feels way better for me. So I, I think for me, as I think about this inhale-exhale balance and hope, is kind of analyzing over this next week, what are the things that I'm – that I want, that I'm looking forward to, that I'm that I'm hopeful about, and ask myself, what am I not doing that I could be to make that happen? And because I I need to partially do the work to make that happen. Yeah. And so I I want to be critical of the things that I'm just taking for granted will happen. And I want to I want to be mindful of that this week. So I'm gonna take some time to reflect on that and be present with that and then that might lead to some uncomfortable things that might need to shift in my life daily life yep. <laughs> yeah all right thank you for sharing yeah well i'm grateful that we shared 
And now we're going to be even more grateful in gratitude. gratitude segment. Gratitude. Gratitude. A great attitude, but a better practice. Because you have to practice. It can't just be an attitude. You know, an attitude of gratitude, which is pretty ratitude. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I want to talk about Kaya. Kaya pretty rad. is who I'm grateful for. Yeah. Uh, for many reasons. And I think part of it is about the moment we discussed earlier where she was sitting with Tenzin and it wasn't a, oh, it'll be fine. Boomy's out there. It was like body language and tone of voice. And she you could tell that she was sitting in that darkness too. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that I have hope and I, I want to offer that to you as well. And I thought that the way she did it was very generous. So I'm grateful for Kaya. It's uh it's got to be boomy for me. It's a boomy day. Boomy's the win. We're celebrating boomy. Yeah. 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 Easily could have picked boomy. Today's the day for all the reasons we've discussed. I think when it comes to cultivating hope, we just he was a shining example of that throughout the course of this day. Yeah, boomy was like a lighthouse. Yeah. Shows others the way when the way is dark. Yeah. Kind of like hope. Hope is a lighthouse. Hope's a lighthouse. Anything's real. Empathy, boomy. Tattoos, yeah. coffee. You can put any word in front of that. It's one of my favorite quotes and devotions. I'm sharing that with you all. Poop is a lighthouse. Poop is a light. Hey, poop, you learn a lot from poop. Everyone has to poop. There's a whole book about it. It's good poop is a is. It shows the can, way when the way is dark. A good poop is hopeful. I like. I think it, it gives us a lot of information about our health. We love a good poop. Mm. Feels good to get everything out. You know. I'm marrying. <laughs> A doctor of physical therapy who specializes in poop, pelvic floor, <laughs> bla- uh, bowel function. Yeah, we love a good poop. Yeah, this took a turn. I think it's just we're learning. <laughs> yeah, we're all out there learning. Yeah, learning is a lighthouse. Yeah, uh, learning is a lighthouse. Just out of this way when the way is dark. All right, everybody. Uh, if you want more jokes, you can find us at BNB underscore pod. Here we are, supposed to be grown-ups, but we're yeah. still talking about poop. BNB underscore pod on all the things. We have uh, several tiers on our Patreon for anybody who wants different kinds of interactions with us. So if you're curious about that, check Patreon out. We also do a monthly live episode with our patrons. Any of our patrons uh, who are supporting can join. So that's always a blast. And we have one coming up uh, this month soon. So we're really excited to um, have you join us if you want. That'd be great. But if not, you can always just head on over to that review and give us a lovely five-star review and we will greatly appreciate that also if absolutely you have, if you feel so compelled we would love that all right well i'm sunshine and i'm ben and this has been bending not breaking thank you for listening <laughs>